Hey everyone, Matt Straub welcoming you to the Roto World Fantasy Basketball Podcast. It is Monday, January 6th, and this is your serviceable and intriguing waiver wire pickups for week 12 of the NBA season. Dr. A is with me as always, Steve Alexander, to run through the names that we should be considering. Steve, let's begin with a guy I call Darius Garland. He is 34% rostered. Uh, that number is up significantly because he's he's finally coming on. Uh, 14 points, 8 assists on Thursday, 20 points, and 7 assists on Saturday. And those were his two highest assist totals of the season. So some major signs of progress from the 19-year-old. He also had a game on Sunday. We were recording before that is complete. What are your thoughts on Garland? Yeah, really, I mean, these these two games we saw out of him on Thursday and Saturday have really been the first time all year he's looked like a point guard. Like the, the assist numbers have been, you know, one or two, sometimes mm-hmm. five. But the assist numbers have been so bad, and then the – you never know about the shooting, and there's just not that. There hasn't been that much there, mm-hmm. um, but he he looked good these last two games. Of course, Cleveland lost both of those games, and Kevin Love lost his mind. But I think Kevin has more of an issue with Colin Sexton than he does Darius Garland. But in any case, uh, Garland finally looks like he might be worthy. Yeah, no, you, I, you hit the nail on the head. He had been. Uh, mostly just a scorer and had not been shooting great. The shooting was starting to come around, but the assists still weren't there consistently. Anyways, you know, still expect some ups and downs from a 19-year-old point guard, but there are signs uh, that he could be on the rise, and obviously he has the role on a bad team and and could have a really fun second half. Uh, I'll tell you who is balling right now, another point guard, Steve. Ish Smith, 21% rostered only in Yahoo Leagues as we record this. He had 32 points on Saturday. His last five games, 18 points, five assists, 1.6 steals, 1.43s. What are your thoughts on Ish as a pickup and the sort of doom and gloom surrounding Bradley Beal? Hmm. The Bradley Beal thing hurts me because I knew I knew it was coming and nobody nobody would get on board with me. I yeah I, yeah you're right. You were talking about this I think last week or the week before. Uh, I, I think it was I think it was f- further back than that. I mean I I didn't want to draft him on draft night. I was talking about it like at the start of the season. Like the same time I I couldn't stop talking about Luca. I was also talking about Beal and you know history of leg injuries and that team's going to be terrible. And I just had this. I just had this overwhelming sense he wasn't going to play in the second half much, but you know everybody. Every time I would say that, you guys would be like, "Now I, I get you here, but now with Beal, Beal's a warrior. He's going to play." So <laughs> it is a little surprising that that I was right there, but I I feel like I feel like he's going to be a Draymond Green type of headache uh, over the second half of the season. It bums me out. I took I drafted him at number eight in one league. As far as Ish Smith goes, uh, Isaiah Thomas, I think, is really going to have a quiet second half as well because he's not been able to get get healthy. And when he has been healthy, he hasn't played very well. And Ish, like the door is open for Ish to just take this and run the rest away because of, of all the injuries in Washington. There's just tons of them. Yeah, totally. And, and you can definitely roll back the tape of me talking about Beal and saying he's a warrior. And I, and I will say... I, I don't think he's necessarily like done. I don't think he's he's toast as far as his season goes. I'm not totally, uh, you know, I wouldn't be totally terrified here, and I'd be trying not to panic if you have him. But obviously, a little disconcerting uh, after he was so durable. Now to see him with the DNPs and questionable and lower leg soreness, etc. So also in Washington, and and we don't need to 
say a lot more about this guy, but Troy Brown went off for 25 points and 14 rebounds rebounds on Saturday. I'm a little shocked he's still only rostered in 26% of leagues, but you know, go ahead and take a look and see if he's somehow out there in your league. You know, man, I, I think the last time we talked about Troy Brown, I think you and I both basically said he's he in our minds he's a must own player. Yeah. And I mean, look, before that 25.14 rebound game, he did have a couple, you know, kind of quiet stat lines. But man, in the, in the last couple of weeks, he has just a, had a couple value boosting stat lines, just monster efforts. And again, the way things are trending in Washington, things are going to get very, 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 very silly with that rotation before the season's over. Yeah. Okay, so speaking of silly, Jay Crowder had the stat line of his <laughs> life on Saturday. I wanted to talk about this for a quick moment. 27 points, 8 rebounds, 7 assists, 3 steals, 3 blocks, 6 three-pointers. We're recording this just before the Grizzlies tip off on Sunday night. Obviously, I don't know what you really do with that, except you know, kick yourself if Crowder's on your team and he's on your bench. Or you know, if you're thinking about using him in DFS and then you didn't. I mean, it just feels like just a wild outlier. What are your thoughts on, on this from Crowder? Yeah, I mean he he's been streaky and kind of in and out all year, and um, he'll have a he'll have a big game and then he'll have two not so big games, and you'll be like, man, I want to cut that guy, but then mm-hmm. he then he'll have a big game. Yeah, he he just he always sucks you back in, sort of like Al Pacino. Um, <laughs> so I, I've had Jay Crowder on my team for most of the year I've had him on several teams I don't know if that's good or bad him and Dylan Brooks I just can't seem to break up with uh every time I'm ready to Memphis comes back and has a four game week I'm like oh I'll stick with them for one more week and then you know it's funny you're you're talking about this Jay Crowder line because when he did that was it was it Friday night he did that that was Saturday Saturday night um yeah, I kind of check out on Saturday nights and don't really pay that attention. I know to pay that much attention. I know when I looked at my team's stats on Sunday morning, I saw he had six threes and some crazy number of uh, fantasy points for me in a couple leagues. But I didn't. I didn't take the time to look to notice the three steals and the three blocks. That is that's phenomenal. That's fun. Yeah, yeah, that's fun and. I don't even. I really don't know what to do with it. It just, it just one of these. It just feels like a crazy event. I mean, he did have a pretty good game before that, so obviously, maybe some short term, short term value to be had right well, now his, by throwing Crowder in. His, if you look at his his game log, I mean, it's littered with with nice games. Like, you know, at least one nice game every week. It seems like. Uh, what do the Memphis Grizzlies do next week, Matt? They go three times. So. And then they go two times after that. Now that two that two game week starting January thirteenth, that may finally be when I kick Jay Crowder to the curb. <laughs> Man, that's harsh. That's harsh. You guys have been through so much together. We <laughs> uh, All right. Uh Shabazz Napier, twenty eight percent rostered. He had three straight games of twenty plus points prior to Sunday, also averaging six assists during that three game stretch. Minnesota has just had a you know wave of injuries. Doesn't feel like this is likely to be a long-term thing, but there's plenty to like about Napier right now. The the Wolves go three times next week. Yeah, um, Napier's been killing it. You know, I, I know that uh, me and some of my buddies have been using him in DFS quite a bit. Um, Jeff Teague just seems like he's either hurt or they don't even like him anymore. I mean, like the coaching staff seems to have 
very little use for for Jeff Teague. And uh, they're they're so banged up that Napier, you know, Wiggins was out all week with the flu, and you know, we're taping this before they or while they're they're playing, just underway. Yeah, it's first quarter while they're playing on Sunday night. So I, I'll be interested to see if he keeps it going because I feel like by the time people go out and pick him up, Minnesota's going to be healthy again, and then it's it's going to be all for nothing. So I feel like we may have missed his hot window. But then again, Jeff Teague is not, not doing anything. We may have missed it, but you have nothing to lose by finding out, right? I mean, that's kind of where I'm at with it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I don't hate the idea of picking Napier up by any means. Right. Uh, okay, one name that has really surfaced out of nowhere on waivers is Sekou Dumboya of the Pistons, uh, the 15th overall pick in last year's draft. He's 18% rostered now, basically up from zero. Uh, he's had two straight double-doubles heading into Sunday night, 16 points, 10 boards, two steals, one block, four threes in 38 minutes against the Warriors on Saturday. You know, Blake Griffin has been out. Dumboya really wasn't supposed to play a lot this year. I remember reading that this was kind of going to be like almost like a redshirt year for him, just a developmental year. But Detroit seems to be ready to scrap those plans, at least for the moment. And, I mean, I don't know. It's Who knows what he's going to be doing a week or two from now. But just given the upside, I think you got to pick him up. Yeah, and it's funny because I was working – I was helping out on Thursday night, and I, I ended up writing up that game. And Dumboya had uh, – like 10 points, 11 boards. And I was like, eh, you know, that's that's exciting. That's interesting. But, I mean, I, we don't need to race the waiver wire and pick him up. And this next game, he had 16-10 with, what, two steals and a block. And, yeah, four and threes. And then it was like, and yeah, four threes. And it was like, oh, man, maybe we do need to race <laughs> and pick him up. Um, and, and this whole Blake Griffin thing. I think we're going to see Blake Griffin shut down very soon. I mean, he's got to be the number one candidate to, to be shut down for the rest of the season in, in the entire league. And I, while I still think Christian Wood is going to be really good in the second half, now Sekou is going to hurt him a little bit. Dude, it's killing me. I, I had Dumboy on my bench in the 30-team league we're in uh, for a, a couple weeks there mm. and uh, and ended up dropping him. Wait, you ended up doing what? You said that so quietly. <laughs> I ended I ended up dropping him because I, I, I said it quietly. You didn't want to say I'm, it. I didn't want to say it. I'm too upset. Anyways, Christian Wood is yeah is another name to consider in Detroit. Bruce Brown Jr. 14 percent rostered. He continues to churn out some nice low end stat lines. He had uh, 14 points, four boards, four assists on Saturday. And Svi Mihalik is playing well just in terms of points and threes 14 points and 3.03s his last three games heading into Sunday I'm not you know I haven't been running to add Brown or Mihalik anywhere but Dumboya and Wood are both very much on my radar as far as Pistons go I think I have shares of Wood and I and um, Mihalik and Bruce Brown yeah and I know I've I've been playing Sfi in uh, DFS because he's super cheap and he's he's produ- he's producing lately so He's a good punt. All right, so just a few more names to hit, Steve, before we get out of here. Look, I'm just going to say De'Anthony Melton's name again because he continues to just be a a per-minute dynamo on Saturday. In just 17 minutes, he had 8.7 boards, 4 assists with 2 steals. He was playing again Sunday night. But again, another good stash, 10% rostered, a guy you can start in deep leagues right now and has the potential to really take off if and when Memphis ups his minutes. Yeah, and I mean the fact that Memphis already uh, load managed John Morant once makes Melton 
very intriguing, very worthy of this podcast. Very intriguing. Very not intriguing. serviceable. Not serviceable. He's intriguing. He's and he's sort of serviceable too. Like, <laughs> the the assists aren't there, or he would be fully serviceable. Um, yeah, I mean, I know Jonas is all fired up about Melton. I think you're more fired up about him than I am. But I mean. In four-game week for Memphis, which we already established, they play three next week and then two the week after that. Maybe not the ideal time to grab Melton, but, I mean, he's a guy that I feel like we're going to be talking about on this podcast probably the rest of the way. No, I'm just going to say this. You know, we talk sometimes about guys we are ready to drop. I I went to the Hawks-Pacers game on Saturday night, and I saw one DeAndre Hunter nearly go the entire game without getting a stat, and it was brutal. I think Hunter has hit the rookie wall. I've been really high on him, and he has had some big games. In a shallow league, I'm totally fine with dropping him to pick up an interesting free agent, and I hate saying that. And I do think he'll resurface at some point, but I, I've momentarily uh, reached the end. What are your thoughts? Oh, that's that's awesome, because I sort of have had Hunter on cruise control, and haven't really been fully dialed in to... You know, I... I have not been fully dialed into the Hawks. Now, I know the Hawks and the Pacers, like those have those are my two teams. I'm from Indiana. I live in Georgia. Those are my two teams. I was a little bit intrigued the other night. I turned the game on, saw the Pacers wearing the sweet hickory jerseys from Hoosiers, which I love. That game was super sloppy because the Hawks beat the Pacers, right? The Hawks beat the Pacers. Yeah, and yes, I mean they the, did. The Pacers looked. Like looks so sloppy and so bad. So I was more hung up on how bad they looked. I didn't really even pay attention to one DeAndre Hunter's line. But um, yeah, you're right. I mean, his last yeah his last ten games, he's at like eleven points on thirty nine percent shooting. That's I don't know. If, and, yeah. and with really no other stats to to mention. So. No, and and again, I think that. You know, he could still take off at some point. He's playing enough, but you don't need to keep him around, I don't think, at this point. Well, I feel like the league, the leagues I'm in, the leagues where I have him, I probably am not going to find anything better to cut him for. But, you know, if you're right. in a 10 or 12 team league and there's good good stuff sitting out there, go go make a move. Sure. Yeah. Don't cut him just to cut him. But if there are, if there are options, yeah, you can yeah. move on for now, I think. Uh, so, two more names. We're, we're almost out of here. Uh, quick edition of the Waiver Wire podcast. Josh Hart is just 25% rostered. Been a little inconsistent lately, but coming off a nice 16.5 rebound, two steal, one block, two three pointers game. So, he might be out there in your shallow league. And just one super deep league name, Steve, our old buddy Omari Spellman, 1% rostered, went off for 23 points, five boards, four steals, a block, and four threes in 20 minutes on Saturday. Uh, that is at least a name to monitor, if nothing else, because of the way things are in Golden State. Yeah, and the way things are in Golden State, Draymond Green needs a rest. Uh, D'Angelo's not playing. Like it's gonna be a, There's going to be a lot of Spellman, a lot of Pascal. I mean, just all those guys. It's, it's just going to be It's going to be wacky. All right, that about does it for us on this edition of the show. Don't forget to subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you might be listening. Take a second to rate and review us as well. We'll be back on Wednesday with the Whip Around episode. Should be hitting a wide range of topics there. That does it for us, Steve. Thanks for taking the time. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Talk to you soon. Bye.